Welcome to the Northumberland Football Podcast. Today we'll be discussing the new Sinbin rule, but first I've just got a few announcements. The Northumberland Football Awards we've announced for Friday the 31st of May to be held at the Crown Plaza Hotel in Newcastle. Tickets will be very reasonably priced thanks to sponsors Techflow Marine and Reeves Independent and you can register your interest for that on our website. Also, we've got the Techflow Marine Senior Cup Final between North Shields and Morpeth Town, which is scheduled for Tuesday the 9th of April. That's a 7.30pm kickoff for that one and it's pay on the gate at St James's Park with £6 for adults and £3 for concessions. Now that that's out of the way, we'll move on to the podcast. We've got a really interesting discussion about the new sin bins, so grab a cup of tea and enjoy the next 30 minutes. Right, so we'll just get right into it. The sin bin rule, the new sin bin rule. I'm lucky enough to be joined today by Andrew Smith, referee development officer, and Scott Flynn, discipline officer, soon to be facilities officer. Um, yeah, that's me. <laughs> how, are you, how are you both doing? Good, thank you very much, Daniel. Good opportunity to speak in front of everyone and get what what is temporary dismissals out and about. Scott, just to get this out of the way, you've you're going to be changing roles soon from discipline officer to facilities officer. I mean, what what does that entail for you in the future? Well, in the interim, my job is obviously focused fully on discipline. So my start date for facilities development officer is the first of June. That's when I'm contactable. I mean, there's stuff going on at the moment that I'm working on where whenever discipline's quiet, which is very rare. Um, But yeah, I mean, temporary dismissals, that's what we're kind of here to talk about. We're here to talk about today. And the idea is this will probably be my last big job as well as the day-to-day goings on. But this is the thing that we're really going two-footed at, pardon the football pun, to... um, make sure everyone is comfortable with it because ultimately this is going to be the biggest change in grassroots football since mini soccer was created. Yeah, and I know when I put it out on social media to start off with, a lot of people had many concerns over it and I felt felt like this was the best way to kind of educate people on what the sin bin rule is. So I'll, I'll start off with just throwing this out, you know, what is the sin bin rule and how does it work? Well, it's not rugby. Firstly, which is a, a a big bit of feedback I always get is oh, you're ruining the game, the ball's round, not egg shaped. Mm-hmm. But um, ultimately, the idea is we're tackling dissent. So, in addition to the respect campaign, which was launched many moons ago, if you look at it and you look at the stats, twenty five percent, so one in four cards is for dissent which is quite frightening mm-hmm. when you think and break it down that dissent's behavioural. So it's not tactical. It's not based on poor technique. It's solely your decision to show dissent by word or action. And if again, looping that back, that's one in four cards. So the FA have stood by, if you look at that stat compared to referee dropout rate, match experience so people going and watching semi-pro dropping even watching the pro game dropping going and supporting your local club struggling to get volunteers the main bit of feedback's probably around the atmosphere in the experience mm-hmm. you know and that's what this is all about the FA's brought it in they could have done every single yellow card could have resulted in a sin bin um, there is other countries in Europe trialling that. With us, 
the originates, the laws of the game come from IFAB, which are in the press at the minute. Do your own, mm-hmm. form your own opinion of their most recent rule changes. But so yeah, IFAB have given instruction to all national FAs. The national FAs then have a choice of how they adopt it. The English FA have chosen to tackle dissent, and from that, that's where we are now. Mm-hmm. So. So a lot of people don't really know how it works. I mean, um, Andrew, you probably have the best idea of that. Yeah, so the way it'll work on a match day is a referee will follow the normal procedure. So they'll issue a, a yellow card in the normal manner and they'll inform you that you're in the sin bin. Um, your time in the sin bin will start once play restarts. So if it's a 90-minute game of football, it'll be 10 minutes in the, the sin bin. Anything less in duration is only eight minutes in the sin bin and the referee controls that that time. He's the, the timekeeper of that match. Once he deems that time is up or she, uh, they'll then allow the player to, to join the field of play again as long as they're not coming direct into, into action. But they just follow the normal procedure that they've been taught on their referee courses throughout the years on how you take a normal yellow card. So you take the the name, the time that it happens, and you then just record that as normal and report it as normal as well in the whole game after the match. And I know a lot of people through feedback we've had at events are going, well, referees are going to have A4 pads and iPads or old-fashioned scripts that are a mile long. But how many watches? How many watches is one, <laughs> yes. one we've had. It's about just recording them accurately as you would have a yellow card and then always just thinking about that first one in the bin so if someone goes in on the 30th minute you're only thinking about the 40th if someone goes in on the 32nd minute we're not worried about them until the first one's out yeah and you give these are strictly yellow cards so it's not kind of a blue card as such is it it's not um the fa to be fair to them, have recommended IFAB a blue card. However, IFAB haven't approved that as of yet. So for the coming season, nineteen twenty, it will be a yellow card to be seen. So it's one of those mindset changes that myself and Scott are trying to talk to people about face-to-face on. You'll see three cards, potentially, three yellow cards. And it's not normal at the minute, but just like mini-soccer wasn't normal. Mm-hmm. Through education, we'll will understand it a bit closer and a bit better. Yeah, and is that something you've kind of implemented into the into the referee courses now? So not not as of yet. The first referee course that will have it will be the one in May. Because there's still games going on with the current laws laws of the game. But there are sort of development events going on for referees, with the first one being the fourth of April at Time Met, uh, where myself and Scott will be delivering to to referees as the the first one and we've been out there league events already with a number of league events coming up as well mm-hmm. and this is something we've we've done as a county FA through the Stelrad Minor Cup and the Scots Les Todd Benevolent Ball as well I mean what's the general feedback from that been so far I mean it's it's interesting because this is year two of it so like you say it has been our Minor Cup and it has been our uh, Benevolent Ball in me and Smithy or me and Andrew looking back they could go we remember being in front of those teams yeah. and getting this, not backlash, but this mm-hmm. attitude towards change. And um, 
it was the same questions but to be honest we've not had a game abandoned in either cup we've not had any feedback from a match official that's gone oh my god that was so difficult yeah we have had one game in one of the cups where the goalkeeper was in bend yeah and that's provided a, a good bit of a good bit of work and a good bit of example of of how it can work effectively mm-hmm. I mean people don't really generally like change in football you know they've had the yeah, offsides traditionalists. The, yeah, the yeah. substitutes the VAR the magic spray come in like people don't like it when it first comes in but as people become more knowledgeable on it and the FA are actually using it it's become a welcome addition to the game I feel so I mean that I think the FA have a few stats as well well, before we go even statistic, you'd probably see one of the biggest problems in football is lack of knowledge. So you you see it in a Sky Sports studio, the punditry compared to BBC, the interpretation of law is what a lot of people, well, what causes a lot of confrontation between people. So from a Northumberland FA perspective, that's why we're kind of doing this podcast. That's why we're going to as many, well, we're going to every league across mm-hmm. the county I mean, in terms of rollout, before we go through the stat stuff, we've, we've our thoughts are the adult games are a little bit more manageable than the junior games. So, what sin bins will affect is step seven and below. So you're talking Northern Alliance Premier Division mm-hmm. for teams in Northumberland. You're talking TF four of the women's game, mm-hmm. all the way down to under sevens. Yeah, and, and is, this, is this something which is going to be brought in higher up? I believe that's the plan. I believe the plan is to... At the minute, the, the argument is what's defined as grassroots football. So IFAB have decided at the moment that's step seven. Mm-hmm. There is discussion to move it to step five next year, but I believe that's with FA Council. So it's up to them to decide whether they want to accept or reject those recommendations. Um, but in terms of the junior game, there's a lot more people. So if I use Andrew as an example as a club secretary having to get the message across the 52 teams. Not quite. Not quite, sorry. I don't know why <laughs> we'll, I had that in my we'll head. That. <laughs> but imagine having to get that message across. What we, what we don't want is people just sitting for an hour, getting it, getting the information, then having to deliver it and being left on their own. So our idea is to the club, and our message out to the clubs is, alongside us coming to league meetings, we're also planning to do one big event um, somewhere across the county. We're also looking to record the presentation so people can watch it in their own time because as much as the players, the coaches and the referees may know it, parents may not. Yeah. Or one of those four categories, players, coaches, parents, referees may not know it and that's going to be the biggest problems that I foresee in the first few weeks of it. I'm not saying that will stop it but I'm just saying that's probably what I ensure, that's what I see as being the problem. So that's why we're trying to get as much resource out there and as much support out there for people to be able to go through it but going to the statistical side of it ultimately it's something that the FA's ran since 1617 it's something that's not leaving us because the stats are too good so the original pilot was 31 leagues across the country Saturdays, Sundays men, women, junior um, of it 25 leagues showed a reduction in descent which again if you think of Sunday league, Saturday league across midweek leagues um, 
you also had at the end of the season 72% of the players wanted it to continue mm-hmm. 77% of the coaches and managers wanted it to continue and 84% of referees wanted it to continue so those numbers show it's changing attitudes and behaviours so the FA can't ignore it and that's why we're sat here going it's coming in yeah yeah I mean like I said before when I put it on social media it wasn't very well received shall we say like it's with changed. the comments and stuff yeah. yeah and I mean that just shows that it is well received when it's been implemented I mean we as a county we haven't really experienced it as such so I mean you speak to all the referees and that um, Andrew so what's the general feeling amongst them with the Simbin rule so far those that have been involved in the competitions using it have found it it doesn't change how they referee it just allows them to to manage a game and they can have an, an extra tool to use to their toolkit so they're not going out to go well you're going in the sin bin or you're getting a yellow card for a different code it's just allowing them to where possible try and maintain a, a level of respect across the field of play and also ultimately try and keep a level on the field of play as well mm-hmm. so that they don't have to resort to to red cards for a any offensive and abusive language or, or anything like that or double yellows yeah and how does it work in terms of the disciplinary procedure I mean putting the cards in and such it's still being monitored so referees at the moment log on to the whole game system they're popping the cards um, referees that have done our two county cups will have already seen it however for anyone that's not officiated in one of those games There'll be a drop down, so they'll put in C two for Dan Simonite, um, and it'll have another little box underneath that to say whether it's a sin bin or not. So it'll be C two bracket sin bin. If they do not put it in as sin bin, then the club will still be charged ten pound in terms of admin fee. The FA want referees to report the sin bins because it show as as we see it allows them to keep a track. So that we can look and go, last year we got X in this league for descent, and this year we've got Y, and that shows the effect of sin bins. And like I say, from a club's perspective, they want to make sure that it's put in as a C2 sin bin so that there isn't an admin fee. The, the reason why we're not just putting C2 sin bin and not just C2 is because there is some cups like the um, TechFlow Senior Cup which will not have sin bins in this season because they have teams that are above step five, well, step seven. Yeah. And what's what's you two's general opinion on this? I mean, you two involved in Northumberland Affair, you two are the ones delivering this. What's your opinion? Do you want to go first, Andrew? Or would you like me to answer it? <laughs> well, in my opinion, we've got to be open to it. We've got to be sort of a, an open mind to it. Um We've talked about the introduction to, of mini soccer uh, many years ago where people thought it was ruining the, the game and now it's one of the best things people enjoy on a, a Saturday and Sunday, Sunday sorry, with central venues. So it's about addressing change. Uh, one of the main things Scott and myself talked about in the presentations when we deliver it is come at it with an open mind. Come at it with a fresh set of eyes. Don't think about what's gone in the past. Let's think about what we can do going forward and dissent is one of the ones ha- 
the stats show highly that it's a dropout across everything. It's a dropout from players, coaches, managers, parents taking their children away from the game and also the dropout for referees. So coming at it with an open mind, I feel, is a of, of great benefit and can only help us implement it to its best. Scott? Personally speaking, uh, as a player, coach and referee, I understand people's hesitation in terms of how's that going to look. Are we now going to put big orange bins at the side of the pitch that I've got to sit in? No. Let's just go back to your team or to your touchline just for your own reference. But um, for me, I think it's pretty sad we've had to bring it in. But it's had to it ultimately it's had to come in because, mm-hmm. I mean, I'll not name names, but a, a large percentage of the Twitter feedback is referees already get enough grief. That kind of gives imagine a place where you just had to turn up as a match official and focus on the eleven on the field, with confidence that the sidelines are behaving, and just have to worry about who got the last touch or whether it's a foul or not. Mm-hmm. Instead, we're having to manage not back chat but we're having to manage behaviour we're yeah. having to think about other things and, and ultimately it's got to a point like I say looking at back one in four cards is for that so something has to happen going away from football is a keen dog walker <laughs> there's nothing worse than going to your local park in, in hearing F and Jeff and all sorts of where you, you don't want to go and watch a game of football you if if the game's on, you you shut your windows when your little nieces and nephews come round, mm-hmm. and ultimately it's a, a beautiful game, but something needs to be done. And what I would say is in the the way we've been taught and shown from the FA's perspective is it's it's taken up through every league and every competition. It's step seven and below, so it's the equivalent holds the same value as offside. So if a league chooses not to enforce it or if a referee chooses not to enforce it there must be a report to the county FA because like I say it's like it's like someone turning up and going we're not playing offsides today mm-hmm. it's, as integ- it's an integral part of the game as of 1920 yeah and I think it's going to be a, <clears throat> a big role in terms of respect for referees and demanding more respect for them I mean I know you said earlier that the sending rule is nothing like the rugby one no, nope. so it's not for everything. It's just for dissent. Yeah, but in in rugby, the the match official is really well respected. He's the main man on the pitch. No one says anything to him really in Absolutely. rugby. And if we can replicate that in football, that's what you want really. Well, that's, that, that's what we're heading towards. That's probably what you look at in rugby. I mean, it, the All Blacks are amazing. Eddie Jones is controversial, but. No one's talking about Owen Farrell and how brilliant he is compared to Lionel Messi and Cristiano Ronaldo. The thing we take from rugby is what respect. It's mm-hmm. a gentleman's sport. Yeah, yeah. And but that's where we're trying to not. We don't want to marry it, but imagine if, as a match official, they feel safer. You're gonna then have more people watching, more people playing, and the match experience improving. Definitely. Whenever you talk about rugby and, and referees, it's the first thing anyone will say the difference in level of respect and the, the acknowledgement that players have with that official as well mm-hmm. so if, if we so if we can just <laughs> learn a slight bit from them and and bring that into our game then certainly it's only a good thing and we'll go from having a dropout rate for players 
coaches and match officials to a retention race that's that's high across the county. So I thought now we'd just go on to a bit of a frequently asked questions or you know concerns we've had over social media Fire away. when I've put it out. So <laughs> I've, I've collated a list for you and um, just going to throw it out to the floor and you can answer this between you. So firstly, someone said the FA is ruining the game by introducing all these new rules. Is that a question? Just, fr- just throwing it out there. What, what do you think? What do you think of that? Is, is it think, ruining the game by adding these new rules or is it making it better? I think the thing you've got to think about that is it's not just our county. It's all counties across the country that it's been rolled out in. So it's not just Northumberland and we're being pinpointed. It's ev- everyone from Northumberland all the way down to, to Somerset and everywhere in between. So it's... Is it ruining the game? I think we, we can only try something. Mm-hmm. Get the feedback and feed that back to the FA. And if they then want to make slight changes and tweaks to the programme, then that's what they're there to do. Ultimately, we'll, we need to try something. That was the FA's thoughts towards the pilot rolling it back to 16, 17. Their thoughts were we'd rather try it and see rather than reading some other country's feedback and going, right, we now have to do this. At least they've, they've, they've seen it, they've done it. Yes, in this county, we presented it last year as we had selected to do it for dissent and cautions. Mm-hmm. And to clarify it, we had selected to do it in certain competitions. Mm-hmm. That was where the only ownership we had over it. Copying Parrot and Andrew, it is nationwide. Um, do I think it's ruining the game? Absolutely not. If it means the current six-year-olds that are playing the game can are still playing at 16, walking football, that's what we want. And this is one mm-hmm. step, hopefully, that helps towards it. Yeah, and I mean, it's going to be something which is obviously going to be this research, which you mentioned earlier, it's going to be followed up next season. And they're going to see if it works, and if it doesn't, it'll go. If well, if it does work and it'll carry on. That's the thing I would say it is it, it's looking too good where yeah. it's not going to go. It's only going to go one way, which means it's going to grow. In term, mm-hmm. Not in terms of simbins for more offences, but in terms of up, up the steps. Another another question we had or a query was, I mean, referees have enough to contend with. I mean, will they be able to keep up with the cards? And will people still want a referee if they've got all this stuff to kind of contend with and, and do? Yeah, so I, I go back to sort of what we said earlier, through following procedure, and we talk about following procedure in the presentation as well, and we, we really detail it as well, and it's a, a specific module on the, the referee course as well, where we, we'll look at how you record the information, how you record it accurately, and then through the Simbin delivery, we'll look at what that referee does next. So they record that time, and then you're looking at when the person comes out of the Simbin after that. But ultimately, it's it's no change in procedure. So you still record the yellow card as normal. You're then just thinking about the time when that person's coming out of the sun bin. So why don't referees just give out a yellow card for dissent? Why don't they just keep it like that? Probably talking personal opinion here. Yeah. Um, there's, there's, there's low, again, speaking with my coach's hat on, I'd probably go, they're, they're trying to manage the game the best they can for that person. Um, because at the minute, two double yellows is a red and an increased fine as well mm-hmm. if it's done for descent. So having this this tool that they can use is 
a way to try and keep 11 players on the field to play, which will help the, the team and the club financially and administration-wise as well. Going back to the question about referees in terms of why would you want a referee in it and, and things like that, again, without taking too much off the presentation, but the way the FA did it over 135,000 games, yeah. the chances of having three or more cautions for dissent in a game was less than 1% likely. Mm-hmm. So they're not saying it doesn't happen because guarantee somewhere them that it will, but it's very remote. So we wouldn't want to put it back and then link it back to referees and why they don't do it now. If you look at statistics again with sin bins, the 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 double yellow is coming down in terms of dissent now. So what you find is that person who's given had a chat with a referee or shown dissent by action by throwing a ball away in reaction to a decision in a game now gets a yellow mm-hmm. they're still a little bit angry about the decision ball comes in from the throw in or whatever and he de- and they decide to go through someone there's that second yellow and they're gone where at least now having that 10 minute intervention whether it be they go have a drink sit down on the field and chill out whether there's an opportunity for the manager to speak to them whether there's an opportunity yeah. for a sub or what you find now is, again, taking the ownership off referees so much, there's a chance to man-manage or player-manage and a chance that you'll find players start policing it so you'll find your skipper steps up a lot more going, get away from the ref. Mm-hmm. I want to play with 11. I don't want to play with 10. I don't want to play with 9. <laughs> <laughs> um, someone said, as an alternative, why don't you just fine him £50? descent then it'll stop immediately depends what your class is descent because uh, uh, what we're finding with the pilot and again it's sorry this is covered in the presentation um we're finding the definition of descent interesting so classic line we get is oh well i didn't swear at him i haven't sworn at you so why are you booting this technically if you swear at him under under what under the law foul and abusive language is a red card mm-hmm so then you're probably looking nearer. If you do it again, you're looking what? You'll eventually get that £50 fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's probably something we're, want, we're trying to tackle anyway with the with the fines as such, with the fair play competition we're doing. We're trying to actually... Absolutely. We're not I, trying to get money off here. We're trying to stop the... I think it's a great initiative. I, I, I love the fact Nigel Reeves has got involved. Good fella, know him, know him quite well, and I love the fact he's backed it. Why promote good behaviour, and let's say hopefully Sinbins will help even more. And just a, a last point, um, someone put on Twitter. They put, uh, does this mean that dissent by word or action has been downgraded to a non-cautionable offence, or is the sin being considered a more severe punishment for infringing on the part of Law Twelve? The FA's idea behind it is you serve your punishment there and then. So when you listen to this on the back of the podcast, there'll be a, a digital download of the Sin Bin Guide that Dan's made for us. And we're handing the physical copies out at presentations and all referees are going to get one so that they've got it in their pocket to get used to it over the transition period. But to answer the question, no, it's still a cautionable offence. It's just the admin, like I say, the fees taken off in your survey punishment there and then. If you show dissent again, just linking it on its own there, that player cannot play. 
after their second sin bin, they cannot enter the field of play again. They can a substitute can replace them. However, their game is done, so it's still a caution. And as you said, that that guide will be available on social media. Um, I think that's everything covered. If I'm if I'm honest with you, is there anything else you want to say on sin bins? I'd just say I would encourage everyone in clubs and referees as well to try and get out to, to one of the sessions or if you're a club secretary contact Scott and myself about arranging a sort of an in visit as well so we've got a couple of clubs already booked in but the more people we can get out to see and be pres- present face to face we feel is the best way to go so that we can get that message clear across the county absolutely I'd, I'd repeat that and also like Andrew said earlier in the uh, podcast it's going to be alien it's going to be your mind's going to think it's wrong but have an open mind Think, don't think it's wrong think it's different and there's a purpose behind it but yeah ownership if possible on, on any club me and Andrew we're getting booked up fast so let us know what we would prefer though no offence to, to team uh, clubs with smaller teams if you can or geographically if you can link up with other clubs so we can get the message across. More than happy for people in the room, players, parents, coaches, anyone you think that needs it. Okay, so I, I hope this has helped anyone listening um, understand the sin boom rule a bit better. Also look out for information on social media with the rollout events we'll be doing over the next few months and any updates regarding sin bins. And thanks for listening. <laughs>